This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. I want to, to, to definitely talk about your brand a bit more, because as I mentioned uh, in the onset, uh, Cooper, a, a lot of folks out there, a lot of our listeners are trying to develop their own personal brands and trying to figure out, you know, how do I do this? I love your brand because it ha- your, your brand has a, a component of entertainment and fun, and it has that kind of very much like kind of fun aspect. But when you peel it back, it's like the science is there. And mm-hmm. so I, I love that sort of. Con- so how did you? So when, uh, did you go out and strategically create this brand? How did you? How did this form? Did, how how were you strategically putting together the Cooper Lawrence brand to create like this is what I do that makes me very unique? And what are some tips you can share with my listeners? Well, in my opinion, it's all about authenticity. Mm-hmm. So it has to be something you're genuinely interested in. So if someone says, "Oh, you know, there's a hole in the market where there's not enough." people talking about being a plumber, and you don't care anything about pipes and, and I don't even know plumbing things, but plumbing <laughs> things, um, that's not the brand for you. I think it's all about authenticity, because mm-hmm. I'm truly interested in celebrity. Mm-hmm. I follow celebrity culture very closely. I read mm-hmm. every magazine. I follow every story. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed celebrities my whole life, and mm-hmm. when, I, when I sit down with them, I don't care. When I spoke to Miley Cyrus, I didn't care about, there I go, name dropping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. I didn't, I didn't care about what her next single was going to be. I wanted to know about uh-huh. her as a human being, her as a person, what made her tick some of the questions you're asking me, you know, her affiliate, why she was so passionate about dogs and dog chairs. Yeah, I went into who she was as a human being because to me that's more fascinating mm. than what her new song is going to be and why, and why she's putting it out now. Like, mm. I don't, I, personally, I didn't care about that. So <laughs> I, I think it, it comes down to authenticity, something you truly care about mm-hmm. and make sure you know everything about it. You're mm. the expert. Mm-hmm. So if, there's some, if you're really passionate about pottery and clay, mm-hmm. know everything about the history of pottery and clay, all the latest people who are doing pottery and clay, mm-hmm. all, the, all the museums that show it, the, the, you know, really just be the go-to person mm-hmm. for the thing that you're the most passionate about. Mm-hmm. And when you are that person, people find you. Mm, I, that, you know what, Cooper? I just thank you very much for saying that, because one of the things I talk about a lot is this notion of, in marketing right now, we are super, um, we are over uh, obsessed with this word influencer. And it's, you know, part of what I think is an analysis is something you just touched on, which is absolutely critical, for, especially for someone building their personal brand. And that is the idea that if you try, if, if, first of all, if you have to say, I am an influencer, you're probably not. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I, I lo- your point about authenticity is very important, Cooper, because what it's saying is like, listen, if you step inside your, your true self and live there and be there and own it, then and you pursue the things that you really care about, then what happens is that the advocacy will just sort of like resonate with people kind of naturally. And I love that point that you made, like they will find you, right? So it's not like, you don't, and you don't have to create influence, you will, it will organically happen out in, almost out of a natural outgrowth of a process of authenticity, right? That's 100% true. I mean, I didn't seek out any of the things. I didn't seek out radio. I didn't seek out television. I didn't even seek out the books that I wrote. Actually, when I, after I got my PhD, I sat down with Simon & Schuster, and I pitched them what I thought was a fantastic <laughs> idea uh-huh. about research that I'd just been reading about mother and daughter relationships. Mm, and, mm-hmm. and I just thought, oh, this book is going to be so intense and full of research. And they said, yeah, that's really great. Uh-huh. 
can you write us a dating book? It's kind of like right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, and, uh-huh. and now it's about celebrity. Can you write a book about celebrity? Because that's kind of what you talk about, and that makes more sense. And, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I realized, yeah, they, they came to me. So the idea that I had about mothers and daughters and parenting and research mm-hmm. While it interested me, it really wasn't what I was known for. That was not part of my brand, unless I was going to talk about celebrity mothers and daughters. Mm. Then it would have made more sense. Interesting. And they and I was young at the time, so I didn't. I wasn't thinking like that. But of course, they were. It's you know, it was a major publisher. They said, no, that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's when it occurred to me that you have to be true to your brand at all times, no matter what you do, whether it's what you talk about on Twitter, uh, what you wear when people see you, the places you go. Like mm-hmm. You have to be all about what that brand is if you want people to find you. Interesting. And so how, when it, so, but it's very interesting because you, you, were, you, were, you are this guru of celebrity, and you, you mentioned earlier on, Cooper, that you didn't necessarily uh, want to be one, but now you kind of are. Mm-hmm. So, so how does that how does that change the kind of dynamic of now you're kind of in this world with these people who are very famous and you're studying them and learning about them and all of those things. So how does that then affect your approach with respect to still being able to kind of, you know, talk to them in a way that elicits kind of more of a genuine kind of human kind of response? It's actually the reason I went to get a Ph.D., because I realized that here's something I'm interested in, and I'm on the radio talking about it, and I'm writing about it for different blogs and magazines, and I was writing for Cosmo Girl back then Mm -hmm. when it existed. Mm -hmm. And I realized, wait a minute, what's my credibility, that I really like this stuff? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I thought, if I could get a Ph.D., because my my Ph.D. is in research. It's research-based. It's not clinical. Mm -hmm. So I researched. Mm -hmm. my, My Ph.D. is in celebrity culture and how it affects how we buy things, how it affects how we think, how it affects our self-worth mm-hmm. and our, our, um, our identity. Mm. So my whole area of research is in celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, that not only does it make me, I'm more interested now because I see there's a whole other level to it, but now when people talk to me, it's not just my cute opinion. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the empirical studies mm-hmm. for the past 30 years that support what I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the scholarship then becomes just part of your building that credibility piece. But I want to ask you this, Cooper. So being well-versed in this uh, sort of culture of celebrity, are, can you share with us some, some of the dark side of it in terms of you know, some of the key learnings that you have uh, dealt with in terms of folks trying to build brands out there? Um, yeah, I think some of the darker side, that's a very good question, because I've never really thought of it like that, but there is a, there is a dark side to it. Um, and I guess in terms of people building their own brand, it's the fact that you, because we love looking at celebrity, because we love emulating other people, what happens is then you can be accused of being just another Kim Kardashian-like mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to figure out what you have that is so unique, because mm-hmm. everyone does have that. Everybody has something about them mm-hmm. that is incredibly unique, and you, it's hard to figure out what that is. It took me a long time to figure mm. out what was so unique about me, my mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. Um, without being called a, you know, another, I don't know, Cindy Adams or another, <laughs> oh, you know, whoever spoke of celebrity back in the day. Right, right. Um, so I think, I think that's the place that you need to tease apart is what you're doing that's unique in in an umbrella of something that we can all relate to. Because you can do something completely esoteric, and that's very you, but no one's going to want that as a brand because the five people that are interested in that one little esoteric thing you do, it's just not enough of a – it's not going to hit the culture in the way you'd like to. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really difficult to find what you want to do, what you're uniquely good at, Mm. that other people want. Mm -hmm. So I think – 
that's that's the dark side because those are really that's that's really hard. So the people that do it successfully mm-hmm. have found what those three things are for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a good search. That's a good uh, journey to go on. That's excellent. You know, I'm, when you said that, Cooper, I'm actually picturing like three Venn diagrams, you know, and it's like yeah. the overlapping <laughs> circles. I love that your brain thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. Uh, so I do, we're running up on time here, but I, I do want to touch a little bit on the, the, the next book that's coming out. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, The Yoga Club? Oh, no, The Yoga Club is, is long gone, but the oh, book I'm okay. working on now, actually, is a, it's a follow-up to The Cult of Celebrity, okay. and it's about how celebrity culture has affected our, polit- our politics. Mm. Oh. Um, yes. yes. Celebrities themselves getting involved with politics, mm. does that have an effect on voting? How does it have an effect on voting? Uh-huh. Um, areas wow. of celebrity activism that have gone horribly wrong, that, mm-hmm. you know, we've given a lot of money to something and then later found out that it went to the wrong place, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of these stories that are are not being told because they're too shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've unearthed a lot of that in our books, in the, in the book that I'm working on right now. And um, does, does it have a working title, Cooper? Yes, celebritocracy. <laughs> Ce- ah, yes, yes, yes. Celebrity. This is cool. You're always doing cool branding. Celebritocracy. So this is huge, right? Because in some senses now we are seeing celebrity culture uh, starting to seep into the political sort of uh, rubric that's going on right now. Can you talk a little bit about this in terms of early aspects and analyses that you're uncovering as you research and and work on this next book? Yeah, I think it's fascinating that people that you would never predict are having some really big impacts on celebrity, uh, on uh, political culture. So, like, Alyssa Milano is my favorite example. Wow, I mean, mean, she's out there. Who's the boss? I know, right? Um, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but if you follow her Twitter feed... She's hardcore. She is hardcore. I mean, and she doesn't just see... If you look at someone like Mark Ruffalo, who's really interested in different causes, and he just kind of like Mm. retweets things about the environment, like, hey, did you catch this article? Mm -hmm. It's not very incendiary. It's Mm. just, he's kind of got this narrative. He and Don Cheadle have pretty much the same narrative. Mm, Interesting. Which is like, here's the environment. Here's what you need to know. Check this out. Mm -hmm. And if you want to learn more, follow them. Mm -hmm. As opposed to someone like Alyssa Milano, who will troll... I mean, troll, troll politicians uh-huh, and uh-huh. really go after them and mm-hmm. have a very strong opinion. Mm-hmm. And her fans and her followers who like her, mm-hmm. they are opening their eyes to not just politics, right. but really like social issues and just the little machinations of what goes on <laughs> in the world of politics mm-hmm. like never before. She's having a very, very big impact. Interesting. And I think what's very interesting is we've always sort of lamented, Cooper, that, you know, how do we get the younger generation to care, to go out and vote and, like, be active? And you're saying that the making these kind of connections with these, going back to the original point that you made earlier, these aspirational kind of identities that the celebrities represent is one mechanism to do that, yes? I mean, I have one chapter that's just dedicated to mm. Kim Kardashian because what she's done just with meeting with President Trump after criticizing mm. him for many years, and mm-hmm. now suddenly she's BFF with him because <laughs> she has an agenda, and that agenda is to become an attorney, mm. oh. and, and she's really into criminal justice reform, Interesting. and her followers who are buying her lipstick are now like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So they're oh, starting to learn. They're, they're being interested in something that they didn't think that they cared about, and now some huh. 16-year-old who just liked her lipstick now really cares about criminal justice reform. Wow. And that's that's something only Kim Kardashian can do. Very, very cool stuff. Cooper Lawrence, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you, Americus. I really appreciate you having me. Excellent. We really appreciate it. Listeners, if you want to learn more about Cooper, go to CooperLawrenceOneWord.com or follow her on Twitter at 
Cooper Lawrence. That's at C-O-O-P-E-R-L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. Listeners, if you're also enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, we actually air live, uh, Sirius XM Channel 132, every Wednesday, 5 to 7 p.m., but we also replay Saturdays at midnight, Sundays, 8 to 10 p.m., and Mondays, 2 to 4 a.m. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.